Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Morgan, the Florida Air Traffic Controller, 20 years in the tower, 1,200 hours flying. He as an instructor, yes, but most, <coughs> excuse me, I don't believe most uh, air traffic controllers necessarily fly airplanes. Like they land airplanes, but they just tell you your coordinates to come in. You know, they're watching radar. They're they're seeing all the uh, traffic in the sky and they're, and they're bringing this in. Yes. And yeah, Air Jenga. Yeah. And so he ends up with this terrible responsibility of an unconscious pilot, a guy who doesn't know how to fly. And he's hurtling towards him at, you know, a few hundred miles an hour. And he's just descending. And either going to fly around till you run out of fuel or you're going to uh, land it or you're going to crash it. Those are, you know, th- that's it. You're coming back to Earth at some point. You're either going to come in nicely or you're going to come in the worst possible way. Uh, and the audio from this thing is, is pretty over the top. I've got a serious situation here about pilot. No idea how to fly the airplane, but I'm in 9100. Number 333 Lima Delta, Roger, what's your position? I have no idea. I see the coast of Florida in front of me, and I have no idea. 3 Lima Delta, can you uh, say again what the uh, situation is? He is incoherent. He is out. Number 3 Lima Delta, Roger, uh, try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh, descending for me. Uh, push forward on the uh, controls and uh, descend at a very slow rate. Yeah, I'm just sitting right now at 550 feet a minute, passing 86.40. Continue the descent and uh, try to level off at uh, 5,000 feet. 64, uh, passing 8600. Continue to stay wings level, maintain 5,000, and uh, follow the coast, and we're going to try to find you here on the radar. Okay, good boy. Continue maintain 5,000 northbound over the beach. American 1845, you can make the left turn there, hold short of one zero left. It's going to be a couple minutes. Uh, you just witnessed a couple passengers land that plane. Man, they did a great job. Did you say the passengers landed the airplane? That's correct. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. no, great job. No flying experience. We got a controller that worked them down. That's a flight instructor. That's it. Our next guest made headlines last week when after a distress call that a pilot had suffered a medical emergency on a flight from the Bahamas to Florida, he helped passenger Darren Harrison, who had no flight experience, safely land the Cessna in Palm Beach. Please welcome Air Traffic Controller Robert Morgan. Robert Morgan, how are you this morning? Hi, good morning, guys. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Listen, you're going to have to get one of those wallets that says bad mother effer on it. <laughs> you really oh, are. man. That's, and what, an ama- you. what an amazing story. It's, uh, it is, uh, you know, you're, you're an air traffic controller, 
and everybody, we've been talking about this on the show this morning. Uh, what happened that day? You, you're at work, and and you've been an air traffic controller with 20 years in the tower. You're also an instructor, uh, and uh, for for new pilots. But you get that call, which you in your wildest dreams ever imagined you get a call from a completely inexperienced passenger on a small aircraft that says, hey, the the pilot's out. I don't know what I'm doing. What do I do? Right, right. So it, it's a very rare thing to happen. You know, I know it's happened before a few times, but, uh, you know, I was, I was actually on break at the time, um, and I just get this call. Like an immediate come to the Tracon immediately, and we normally don't do stuff like that. So I I just rushed into the room, and they kind of briefed me on what was going on. And uh, you want me to tell the whole story? Or yeah, no, no, of course, no. I, I want to hear everything okay, so, because because I'm looking, by the way, at a cockpit picture of that of that Cessna, and and right. and, and I'm like, it's 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 a it's a considerable. You know, you look at the amount of gauges. It's it's not a you know a biplane where there's just a stick and a rudder, right? It's 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 real. Right. It's there's a lot of avionics yeah. on board, right? So it's got it's got the more advanced um, screens and stuff that what they call glass cockpit now. Yeah. So um, very nice plane. Um, but I go into the radar room and my supervisor briefs me like, "Hey, this is a situation. We have uh, passengers flying the plane. Two passengers on board. The pilot's unconscious." Uh, since you're a flight instructor and you're the most current, we want you to help them land on a runway somewhere. They don't care where you land. Just get them to an airport where you can land. Oof. I said, okay. So I kind of like feel like, you know, the big weights put on you, on your shoulders. Everybody's watching you in the room. Plus, I'm like, you know, I don't even know if I can do this. So um, I walk over to the radar scope. And normally we would be talking to the um, pilots with a headset in our ear. And we have, like, a switch we can key up with our hand or we use our foot pedal. Well, this okay. was done on, like, an emergency radio because it was on another tower's frequency. So it was a little bit different situation. And um, it, was, it was a little bit harder to hear because it's, the uh, speaker is a little bit above your head. Okay. So, so anyways, I sit down and I said, all right. And my supervisor said, okay, he's descending from 5,000 to 3,000 was his last instruction. And then I just kind of look at it, and I said, okay, I'm talking to him now, to my supervisor. He said, yeah, you're talking to him. I said, okay, here we go. So I, uh, I said, sir, can you hear me? Three through three, Lima Delta. He said, yes, I can hear you. I said, what do you see? Um, he said, I got the, the shoreline off my right side, which was the Atlantic. From, we're in Florida here. Right, yep. So, yeah, I got the shoreline off my right side. I said, okay, well, we're going to try to get you to a, a runway. Um, Boca Raton is going to be coming up. I'm going to point it out as you get closer. So I, I, I try not to talk in the air traffic terms because they sure, of course, just, but it just comes out naturally. So I was like, Boca Raton is at your 10 o'clock and four miles. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. He's not going to understand all this aviation lingo. So I, I, I come back and I say, Boca is going to be off your left ahead. Um, just let me know if you see it. And I believe he came back and he said he, he did see it because he's a little bit higher, so it's easier to see when you're higher. Um, and then I kind of just, okay, stand by a second. So I, I'm starting to brainstorm, and I said, well, I'm, I'm located here at Palm Beach International. So the difference at Palm Beach International, it's the primary uh, big airport. Yes. So it's got longer runways, more emergency services, and, you know, uh, that's where all the jet, big jets come in. So I started to think, you know, Boca is very congested area. It's small, uh, smaller runway, and just one runway, one taxiway, very congested. So if something goes wrong there, it's not going to be good. 
So I just say, hey, uh, we need to get them to the bigger runway, especially right. someone that doesn't know how to fly. Let me ask you this: did, So, did, did, when yeah. you when you start to talk to him, and, and and he's he is he he's already told you I have no experience. Like when you hear his voice, right. do you say to yourself, "This guy has a chance," or do you think that dear dear God and sweet Jesus? Because well, right. So yeah. just for him, he he was already flying the plane probably by then about. I would say rough estimate, probably like maybe 30 minutes. So he was already able to maintain control of the plane um, by then. And I was like, all right, well, he's maintaining control. Now let's try to, you know, he's already turned the plane and all this stuff. So I had pretty good confidence then. I just knew that the landing was going to be tricky. So, uh, So what I told him, because the plane is normally stable in pitch, but not so stable in turn. So if you turn and you don't stop turning, like you don't kind of roll back out a little bit, the right. plane will keep turning, and it's very unstable. It'll go into like a like a spiral kind of, right, sure, if you sure. don't correct it. You, well, you lose so, all the lift uh, on your wings, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, so now I just tell them, make shallow turns, you know, just turn a little bit to your right, and I want you to, to keep the shoreline off your right so I can get them headed north. So if you look at a track of the plane, there's a website called FlightAware. You can really see mm-hmm. it good. Um, so I, I had him headed north now, and I had him at 3,000, and I said, we're going to take you to Palm Beach because there's a bigger runway, and you'll have a better chance at the landing. And he said, okay. And he said, I don't – do you know how to turn my screen back on? Because I asked him, what instruments do you have? So his his primary screen, which was called the uh, primary flight display. Right. And I'm not sure if he was flying from the right side or the left side, but his primary flight display was out. It was black. Um, but he told me he had altitude. So I was like, okay, don't worry about it. Cause we can see their, we can kind of see which way the plane's tracking. We can see their altitude and we can see their ground speed. So we had pretty much everything I needed. Right. And I said, don't worry about it. So he said, he told me, I don't know how to use the brakes. I, you know, I don't have any flying experience and all I have is altitude. And I could hear the other passenger in the background trying to help him. Right. There are two passengers and one pilot. Uh, pilot unconscious. Yeah. And, uh, but so clearly, he's, he's but he's forward thinking. I don't know how to use the brakes, which it, it, it tells me, like, okay, this guy's already visualizing himself. What do I got to do in this landing? Like, right. what's my next thing? That's that's pretty yeah, fantastic. The brakes, the brakes were going to easy. The brakes were going to be easy part. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like stopping a car, but it's on the pedals and it's at the very top. For most planes, not all planes, but most planes are like that. So he's so, coming in, and he's been able to find an altimeter. He understands as he's dropping, his his his, his, his uh, as he's decelerating, and he's putting it incorrectly. Like he really is at least grasping the overall idea. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out he's been his friend owns that plane, um, and he's been around aviation for a while. So he's been in and out of like small planes. From what I I asked him a question, he's like, "Oh, I, I don't." fly i'm not a pilot but i've been in a lot of planes and i've watched what they do wow. so i think just from kind of observing him yeah like in an airliner but in a, a small plane he so, had a really good feel of some of the basics so now you're at three thousand um, feet and he's headed towards the bigger airport yeah so three thousand feet heading towards the bigger airport well we have these really tall tv antennas that sit about seven miles or so southwest of the field like 1,500 feet above the ground, and we're at sea level here. Right. So I'm like really uh, kind of like, hey, I don't want to get them too low near these antennas, and I don't want to just like rush them to get into land. 
So I brought him across the final, what we would, you know, where he would come in to land the runway. I brought him across, I had him north, and I told him, hey, I'm just going to give you a little bit more time to get set up. Um, that way we're not rushing you to get right, in. He's right. a good idea. He's a good idea. <laughs> and, then, and then I said, you know, um, we need to work on your speed. So I'm looking at the picture of the cockpit, and I'm looking at what he would be looking at. And I said, hey, there's a throttle. It's black. Right. It's right in the middle. Uh, I just want you to, to pull that back just a little bit so you can slow down. And um, he, he did that, and within about two minutes, he was showing about 30 knots slower than what he was already doing. So now he's about 130. Right. And, and he told me, he's like, hey, what about flaps? And I said, okay, we can do flaps. So he, put, so he put, I said, put, put one notch of flaps in, which usually means like 10 degrees on planes like those. Uh-huh. Put one notch of flaps in, but when you do that, the plane's going to kind of like balloon up. So what you want to do is push forward on the control wheel. Like the, the, you know, what helps you go down. Yeah. Yeah. The yoke. And then I want you to, uh, use the trim wheel to help relieve those pressures. So the trim wheel helps relieve the aerodynamic pressures on the controls. Right. Um, so when he did that, I didn't really notice any change in his altitude, but he, he started kind of, uh, turning the plane. So I knew like something was going on. So he said, Hey, uh, the plane's kind of flying a little unstable or, you know, erratically. Can do we have to have flaps? I said no. Just raise them up. Yeah. So once he did that, he was back back to normal. He was slow. He was slowed down, and he was at two thousand. So basically, all I did was I said now he's getting about to be six six miles away from the airport or so. Right. Northwest of the airport. I said okay, uh, we're going to bring you back in. So I just want you to make a shallow turn to the left. Just keep it shallow, and I don't want you to slow down. No slower than one hundred and ten. And I just picked a speed that I thought would work. Yeah. Um, just from observing planes over the years, those type of planes and stuff. So now he, he's a, he kept the same speed. I just warned him, hey, don't go any slower than this. Yeah. And stop. I asked him, the way he knew not to go slower is because I asked him, do you have airspeed? He said no. But then the passenger said something to him. He said, oh, wait, wait, we do have airspeed. So now he was looking at these little gauges on the bottom where they're like backup instruments. Right. So that's the only thing he could have been looking at because that's how that plane set up. Yeah. Well, so now, so now he makes this shallow left turn, comes back in, and lines himself perfectly up with the runway. And he's about eight miles out on the straight in, run, you know, final for like an eight uh, eight mile final for a ten thousand foot runway. So he sees this big piece of pavement right in front of him. And all I told him was, "Hey, uh, I want you to start descending to a thousand, which is we're at sea level here. So a thousand feet is kind of like what you would normally fly, like your patterns at." Right. So, so now he starts descending slowly, and he's like, "Hey, how's my altitude look?" He's. I think he just wanted me to keep talking to him, sure, of like course. I was the whole time. Anyways, I was just trying to make him feel calm, uh, you know, so there's no panic, and just so he knows someone's always there for him. So I just said, as you get closer, uh, I had told him about the brakes. You know, you want to when you when you do land, you want to put your feet up at the top of the pedals and just apply pressure. Uh, and I told him, as you get closer, the runway is going to look narrow. Um, but as you get closer, it's going to look wider. And as it gets wider, you're going to want to start pulling that throttle back and start pulling the, the yoke back to you to land. Right. Uh, and, and really, all I did was every, every mile or so, I told him, hey, you're at your three-mile final. You're at 900 feet. You look great. Yeah. You know, you're a two-mile final. You're 600 feet. You look great. At 300 feet. 
he he his data block just fell off the radar scope, which oh. normally is the normal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm in a radar room, so I can't see what now, he's doing. Now you don't know. Yeah. I had a little like kind of like mini mini heart attack myself. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I didn't say anything, but I'm like, hey, are you still there? He said, yes, I'm still here. And I just reminded him one more time, hey, um, the runway is going to get bigger as you get closer. Just remember, pull the power back and, and you know, pull back on the control wheel to land. And then within 10 seconds, he's like, hey, I'm on the runway. What do you want me to do now? And I was like, yeah. so I, was like, I'm like I didn't shake my hands above my head, but that's what I'm like thinking. Like, yes. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, like, kind of like just like all that oh, weight came off my shoulders. God and just, damn. You know, like excitement. And he said, how, how do I stop this thing? He asked me again. Yeah. And I just told him, apply pressure to the top of the pedals. Yeah, turn the thing uh, off. And then, and then the funniest thing was, he goes, hey, do you want me to turn it on to the taxiway? Yeah, <laughs> 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 so, uh, so, uh, I said, no, don't worry about it. Uh, the fire department, usually any kind of alert, sure. they come up and they just run down the runway and they follow the plane. So I said, they're going to come to you. He's like, okay, how do I shut it down? And I look at my supervisor, who's who used to fly C-130s, and I'm like, I've never flown a caravan before. So, so we're like, just pull all the levers back. He's like, just pull them all back, and it cut the fuel to the engine. But um, that was that was pretty much the essence of it. Everybody yeah. in the room was, you know, like, congratulations, you're a hero. And I was like, <laughs> man, I'm glad that's over with. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Well, I mean, for I mean, you think about that, like, like th- that really is. We've seen the movies, right? We've 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 watched. Yeah. Okay, you oh, got to you got to find this play. And you're like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I felt like I was in a movie. Sure. Like as it's going on, I was like, this can't be real. No, and, 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 and the fact that he's, you know, you didn't have a storm happening. You know that that, that it right. was it wasn't some crazy crosswind landing that was going to make it super hard and, and impossible. Like just uh, the conditions had to be right. So, he had to have the right brain. You had so, to have the right so brain. So he did. So he did have very difficult winds that day. Oh. Uh, we did have a quite a bit of a crosswind, not a direct crosswind, but pretty strong winds. Because um, I had went flying after like a couple hours later with a friend of mine. And we were fighting. We were getting good crosswind practice. But he did have a challenging win. But yeah. I, I think when he when you get below the building, sometimes it blocks the wind when you come into Palm Beach. Yeah. So that kind of helps. But uh, no, we had we had great weather, which we do a lot here. We have you know VFR, which means you know visual conditions, and you know good visibility. Like if we would have had you know lower ceilings, bad weather, it, it would have been really bad, dude. I mean, it's amazing. You, you, you guys had totally were, different outcome. You were built for this. I mean, just, I and mean, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just <laughs> I wanted to tell you, like, Robert, you, yeah. you were built for this because you, obviously, you're great at what's your job, but then you got to be able to communicate. You got to be able to somehow put yourself in that guy's shoes and make him okay with this. And then that guy has got to be the kind of guy who wants to do it right and believes in himself because panic, anxiety, I can't do this, we're going to die, you lock up. You know, yeah. we, we see people do that all the time just in their own cars. They get into a situation, freeze, and drive straight into a wall or another car. They just, they cannot do what it, they can't get their brains and their muscles to work together. So right. this, this dude's pretty, was, you guys had to be in the right spot. It's, it's an amazing guy. Right, story, yeah, um, you know, and kind of just some bonus information, like I was, I wasn't even supposed to be here that day. <laughs> co-worker. Yeah, yeah. That's straight not, clerks. Not I'm not even supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a friend, a coworker of mine, had, 
uh, texted me the night before and said, hey, my kids are sick. Is there any way you can take my oh, shift? And I said, sure. God. So it, it's just kind of funny how it all went down. And, yeah, I, I do. I'm not a very religious person, but I feel like there was, like, somebody, like, you know, yeah. you know like an angel or somebody guiding this thing because I don't know how. You know, yeah. I, 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 right after it happened, and I, w- I got a break from all the, the people around me. I just, just texted my wife. I was like, hey, I think I just pulled off the impossible. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I just saved somebody's life. Right. Uh, you did. Yeah, that's what, that's what I text her. And she's like, call me immediately. <laughs> uh, but um, he, so he came over to meet us, and that's where we got the pictures and stuff. And he shook my hand, kind of hugged. Uh, but, you know, it was a very, yeah, I didn't cry, but, you know, like there's tears, like I your eyes are watering up. Yeah. Your eyes are watering up just because it's like so much adrenaline and emotion and sure. you know, just everybody's telling you great job and you're like, Do I deserve this? Like we're, we're you know, like it's just crazy. Hey man, there wasn't a big crash and everyone lived. I would tell you yeah. you deserve oh, that, I man. Watched, like I saw a, a video of it landing yesterday, like a better video from the south side of the airport, and I got goosebumps watching it because I'm like, Oh, he's landing long because there was people in the tower and the control tower because we're, we're we're a radar room and a tower here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was my coworkers were in the tower. They couldn't do anything but watch, and they had to get the planes away from the the, the runway. Like they pulled them like one taxiway over just to have a little buffer in case something went wrong. But uh, that's where you hear some of the audio where they're like the passengers just landed the plane, <laughs> and the airline pilots are talking. But uh, they just had to watch, so they were like you know fingernail biting kind sure. of they're watching and they, cause they couldn't do anything. That's so great. So Dude. yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just so thankful that, you know, nobody got hurt. Sounds like the pilot, the real pilot is going to recover. He had like okay. a heart issue. Good. I'm glad he went. That was my next question. I was hoping everybody made it through this. That's, yeah. That's but, so uh, crazy, man. They, By the way, you guys need to stay in touch. Like, I don't know if, if, if this bonds you as, as friends, I obviously he'll always be thankful to you, but, but I wonder like if you're the same kind of people, like, does it start a friendship that, that goes on now right. for, you know, down the road, but yeah. at the very minimum, you know, he I, better drop a case of bourbon off to you. Uh, <laughs> well, I texted him just to make sure he got home the next day. Okay. Cause he drove himself home and he said, yeah, <laughs> uh, just my phone's going crazy. And I told him, Hey man, I have to buy you a pitcher of beer one day if I'm passing through your area and he said, no, they're ditto, you know? So uh, he, he is very thankful. And I know he's telling his story this, this morning. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to hear what he has to say. But, yeah. uh, you know, ultimately I'm just glad that they're, everyone's okay. And he gets to, you know, enjoy his family and, you know, no problems. It looks, it, it was a good, good day. Dude, what a what a what a great story! What a great ending, man! You know, in a in a world of of weird, divisive politics and, and ridiculous tragedy and 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 all the things that are going on around us, man, a moment like this, where you go, dude. Sometimes we prevail. Sometimes, in the worst of situations, people live up to what they can do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, dude. I, I love stuff like this because we all wonder, right? Don't you always? We right. as men, I mean, we all wonder what will we do if we're trapped in a fire, if if we're faced with this, this great adversity, if if the moment happens where you have to do this and get it done, how will you perform? We all want to believe we'll get it done, but not everybody does, man. And and this is one of those yeah. times where everybody got it done. And and you know, if it would have went the other way, like in a bad way and crashed, you know, I don't, I don't even know how I would. Uh, handle coming back to work because it, it would kind of really bother me god forbid if, no no of course you know, yeah you, the last one. yeah no in your head you'd be the one who failed right i mean even though that's right. not true 
there's just as people that's going to run through us. Yeah, I'm the kind of person that it would really it would really bother me. Yeah. Um, just to know that, you know, I'm the last person and maybe I did something wrong. I made the wrong call. Oh, but it didn't. Yeah. But it didn't. <laughs> but it didn't, my friend. Ah, what a great, what a great story. I'm just so, I'm, I'm super glad to meet you, Robert. Uh, if you're just joining the show, it's okay. a great, Robert Morgan, the Florida air traffic controller who, uh, who got the plane down, who talked the pilot all the way down with absolutely no experience flying a plane. Uh, his most experience, he said, I've been in a lot of airplanes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it went straight goddamn like Warner Brothers cartoon on you guys. Yeah, it did for sure. Uh, well, dude, I, listen, I, I'm so glad you took time to tell us the story and, and really give us this much time because it, it it's a fantastic story. And I hope you two stay in touch. And, uh, and I hope someday yeah. we also get a chance to talk to him as well. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great day. Take care, man. Hold on a second. Stay there, man. Hold on. What a man. Right? Like, the best person ever yeah. filling in on that day that he wasn't even supposed to be at work. There's about 9 million different side oh. little discussions about this because mm -hmm. had that guy not been able to straighten up the guy in the, in the plane, who's obviously in the most danger, but then this guy's got to somehow communicate to him. Not just, he's not, he's, he's still an air traffic controller, so he's still got to do that part. Mm -hmm. Now he's also an instructor with somebody who's got to land this plane. And, and then, you know, you also have to believe in yourself. Like, if he lets doubt and second-guessing oh. get inside his head, then you're right. That's how you make a mistake, and that guy crashes the plane. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's got to, he's got to, he's got to be there. He's got to believe, and he's got, to, he's got to get his head right. So focused. Then this other guy's got to get his head right. Like, he can't panic. He can't be jerky. Only he's got you can to, do this. Dude, like, there's about a million, and God forbid, like, because he's right. If the guy hadn't have made it, it wouldn't have been this his fault. It would always in your heart be your fault, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just how we're all built. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.